Kaya 959. Completely catchy. Dingo Lay is the name of that track. And uh, it's actually brand new. And it's uh, about the full album's about to be released. That one has been released as, as one of the first two singles of the album. Um, it's a collaboration album that was done between Brahu and uh, a Trinidadian steel orchestra, uh, the Separia Deltones. And in fact, they call the album Separia to Soweto, and it's going to be out any day now. It's this an amazing encounter that happened way back in 2005 um, when uh, Brahu had witnessed the Separia Deltones at the San Fernando Jazz Festival. And that was then that the idea of bringing this collaboration was born. But I'm going to save the rest of that story for another day. And uh, before that, how beautiful is that version of Angola. You know, this track that uh, the late, great Cesaria Evora made so famous, written by Ramiro Re uh, Mendes. This time, a beautiful artist who I've just been introduced to through this track. She's actually an Indian artist. And she got together with Bao, Bao being uh, the guitarist of the late Cesaria Evora, and he also produced for her and so it's, uh, her name is Kavita Shah. Kavita Shah and Bao uh, gave us that track, that version of Angola of the album uh, uh, Cape Verdean Blues. Heading that, Natasha Rogers, uh, another artist. I played her first time a couple of weeks ago. She's just been released on the No Format label. She is of an American and Dutch family. She was raised in Holland and eventually moved to France and she's traveled around the world and her sound is absolutely sweet. Natasha Rogers, the album Oneida I played Sacred Night. Heading that, Gregory Porter it's just come out, the first single of his forthcoming album which is called Christmas Wish it's the first time he's done a holiday album, but I love that one Everything's Not Lost, whether it's Christmas uh, approaching, a new year as he says, it's uh, good to be reminded that everything's not lost and at the top of that sweep was uh, the Cape Town based Tandeka Gladla who as I said you probably know from the Unity Band featured on the world show as part of Cape Town's Unity Band not so long ago but she's just released her debut solo and it's called uh, Umnikelo and I played you in Katazo. I'm Nikki B. Thank you so much for being with me on today's journey across the globe. It is, of course, music that deserves to be heard. And right after this, we're going to be joined by a man who for decades, decades, I mean, much more than almost 50 years has been making music. That deserves to be heard. The best in African music, African music on the World Show with Nikki B. Yes, talk about the best in African music. Right now, I'm with one of the people who has been doing it for decades. Ah, two people actually. But first, let me introduce uh, Moses and Gwenya. Such an honor to have you here, Moses. Thank you, Nikki. Uh, we're very much happy yes. for having us here. Yes, it's been a long time since yeah. you came to the World Show, actually. Definitely, yes. A decade. Yeah. It's too long. We can't keep it so long. <laughs> <laughs> and joining yes. us as well with Moses is uh, uh, Sydney Maluleke. Uh, Sydney, of course, being the author of this uh, book on the Soul Brothers. Welcome to the World Show. Thank you very much, Nikki. We're very much honored to be with you on KFM today. Thank you. You know, Sydney, I said, come along. 
but I was thinking about it and I think each one deserves a full hour or more. You know, there must be so many stories to tell from each of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. yes, definitely. It's been a long way, yeah. But Moses, let's go back to the beginning yeah. because really you are, you know, one of those that I call hashtag the best of the best. Let's go <laughs> back to the beginning of the Soul mm. Brothers. When did the Soul Brothers form and were you part of the original formation? Uh, okay, Nikki, thanks. Uh, in fact, um, David Masondo and Zenzel Mkono and Tuzam Tetra came from Hammersdale in KZN, right? They were calling themselves at the time the Young Brothers or the Groovy Boys, right? So they came to Johannesburg. They found me. I was working with Intom Jasmanje Manje at Galo Records. They called it GRC at that time. Um, that's when we met and formed this biggest band in South Africa, the Soul Brothers. We changed the name from the Young Brothers because I was playing soul music with the organ, all right? I was playing like I was imitating the movers. Yes. Sanki Chaunyani, he was a keyboardist there, and Teenage Lovers, Rex Ravanya. So when I came, when I came in, we changed the whole thing into this trend, what we call now umkobanyao, uh, you know, and we, we created this trend. What's um, what, give, me, give me the direct translation of that, if there is one. Umkobanyao, um, I think there's no translation of umkobanyao. Um, really. Maybe yeah, stomping yeah. the feet or something yeah, like that. Yeah, to do you know? the dance. Yes. 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 <laughs> something like that. <laughs> So we carried on with this type of music. Luckily, we, we were very lucky because our first hit was Mshoza Army, which was recorded uh, in 1975 or 76. And we were on tour with Intom Manje in Zimbabwe. When we came back, after we recorded it, we, we heard that uh, this 45 has sold more than 60,000 copies. Sure. And at that at the time, it was a huge. Right? Yes. Yes. There was no such thing as social media in those days. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no social media. There was probably a one hour of radio band to a yes, day or something. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. yes. Then from there, uh, we didn't look back, you know. We, we soldiered on with the guys because we were young and we were so happy to be uh, in the limelight. You know, yes. it was a first hit anyway. Yes. You know, our record was played on radio Zulu, as you said. You know, we were very happy. Yes. Yeah. In fact, uh, talking about that song, it's such a classic song. Yeah, I'm sure so. I mean, Yes. And I, I think we've got to play the version. So you said this was released in 1976. That's right. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Um, uh, I'm sure you were surprised at the success. Definitely, you know. Because, you know, we, we were only backing musicians for Indomitus Manja Manja, yes. you know. And at the same time, there was this Mshozawami and changed the, the name from Young Brothers to Soul Brothers. And here we were. Yes. You know? It was happening. Yeah, it was happening. Yes. We couldn't believe ourselves, you know. Yes. But it happened, you know. Yes. Did you think you'd hit the big time or was it still just a job you guys did? 
I think we still wanted to do more. Yes, know? yes. We wanted to do more than Mshozawami. If and that one did so well, yes. there was many more to come. Yes, Mama Kasbongi was the second one. Mama which Kasbongi. Which was big, yeah. And still is big, actually. Still now, yeah. If I play that song to anyone, they say either, ah, oh, I know that song, or my grandfather knows that song, <laughs> or my father knows my that song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear the track and uh, just put it into context. This one, originally released in 1976 wow yeah. that's a long time long time and soul brothers is yeah. still going strong yes definitely we're going to talk more about that on the <laughs> other side of mshozawami the best in african music, african music. on the world show with nikki b Kaya959. Oh, wow. We've got to give that one a clap. That is a classic, classic track. I mean, that is pure soul. That is pure, pure, pure soul. African soul. Yeah, yes. definitely. You know, at that time, we recorded it straight into the two track. Yes. You know? One take. One take, yes. One take, We didn't yes. do the overdubs and stuff like that. No. Yes. We recorded it straight into the two track tape and yeah. that was it. And that's it. It was printed on vinyl and yeah. out it went. Yeah. And you know, you were speaking about the keyboard then. Yeah. What were you playing <laughs> then, Moses? I think, is it Tisco or something? Something yes. like that. It's a small keyboard, you know? Yes. That's my first keyboard I used. You know, it's a small one my brother bought for me. Yeah, I think it's a Tisco. Tisco. Yes, yeah. and you spoke about the fact that you were self-taught as a keyboard player. Definitely, yes. Yes, um, my brother Amos Ngwenya had um, formed a band called the Crocodiles, and we were brothers playing in that band. In fact, I wasn't playing at first. You know, um, I taught myself playing. I started with a bass guitar, and I went to the drums. Then he bought me a melodica, you know, the, the one which you blow. Yes. Yeah, yeah, a melodica. That's yes. what... I, the one with, with the keys. Yeah, with the keys. Keys yeah. that you blow, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yes. That's what uh, I learned. Well, it was difficult for me to blow and play at the same time. Yes. <laughs> but I've tried, you know, trying to copy movers, songs from movers and, teen and teenage lovers, Raks Rabanya. Then my brother's so that um, I have a talent, you know. So he bought me this Tisco organ, yes. which which I, I used in uh, this song here. And I'm sure yeah. way back then in the mid-70s, that was quite a, a new piece of equipment. I mean, we listen to it now and we know it's got that old analog sound. kind of sound. Yeah, yeah, but I'm sure yeah. you thought you were like, you've got the latest model. Definitely. Yes. I was happy. I didn't know that it was analog or whatever. I, I was happy to play the thing, the keys. Yes. You know, I was happy to play the keys because I started with the bass and the drums. When I get to the keys, I was very happy. Yes. Then I told myself, that's when I'm going to uh, spent my time learning this instrument. And still to this day, Moses, Black Moses, Moses and Gwenya is yeah. a self-taught definitely yes. master of yes. the keyboard and the organ as well. And organ as well. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, at that time, Moses, uh, Mbakanga yeah. was, was a thing. It was happening. Yeah. But what made your sound, the Soul Brothers sound, unique? Okay. I think... What made our sounds uh, as, as it is now? Because, you know, when I came into Mpatanga, um, uh, guys, you know, like David and them, they, they, they didn't have a keyboard player. They were only using 
three guitars. That's a, a lead guitar, a rhythm guitar, and a bass guitar. Most of them, Pakanga bands, were not using the keyboard. Yes. So I was the first one. In fact, I, th- I don't think I know another one who was using the keyboard at that time. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yes. You know, I was the first one to introduce the keyboard in Mpakala music, you know. Yes. That's when we, we changed a little bit and tried, because I was playing soul music and jazz, we tried to fuse their type of Mpakala and my soul jazz playing, you know. That's when this trend, this genre was born. Yes. You know, that's how that's how this trend, this genre was born. Amazing. You know? And how many albums later? Well over. I mean, I asked you the other day, and you said you you <laughs> can't even. Do you know Sydney? How many Sydney albums? Right now, yeah. Uh, it's over 45 albums. Yeah, we can say 45, but we can say even more than 70 because they've also done for other bands like this Imchochovu. Yes. which was under the Soul Brothers, and they've recorded over 10 albums. There's Impumelelo, uh, and, Tisha. and Tisha, all of mm-hmm. whom have recorded more than 10 albums. Yes. So the Soul Brothers, as a brand, has produced over 100 albums. Sure. But for the Soul Brothers specifically, they've done over 45 to 50 albums. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And even now, as you are the only remaining original member... That's right. But you're still making music as the Soul Brothers. Yes, definitely. There's a new one coming out this month called Hambanaye. That's our latest album that will be released this month. Fantastic. And I think you've got something to share with us a little yes, bit later. Definitely. Uh, we're going to first hear it on the World Show. Yeah. But for now, <laughs> let's stick way back in the 70s because I just, I, I just can't resist it. Yeah. To play, uh, it wouldn't be a feature with Moses uh, if I didn't play Mama Kaspongi. Yeah, definitely. Okay, definitely. here it is. Let's get in the groove. This is African soul at its best. The best in African music, African music. on the World Show with Nikki B. Kaya nine five nine. Ah, timeless, timeless grooves. Yes, nineteen eighty two. That one was. Yeah, yeah. Yes, nineteen eighty two. Yeah. Uh, Isipiwa from uh, the album, the title yes. track of that album, Isipiwa. Yeah, Isipiwa. That's right. Yeah. And uh, before that, of course, I played the classic Mama Kasbongile. Um, but you know, I was listening to that track, Moses, and mm-hmm. the the distinctive David's voice. Yeah, you, that that was something special. Definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely. Mama Spongele has a different, you know, taste yes. than other Soul Brothers um, songs. You know, it's more of a soul music than Mpatanga. Yes, you know. But yeah. still, it's it's kind of starting in that Mbakang, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yes, yeah. it's yeah. taking soul and making it African, really. That's right, yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you know what to talk about, yeah. And 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 I mean, did that come naturally, or, or was that kind of what you thought at the time? I want to take the essence of American soul. Uh, it happened naturally because we were just writing songs. Yes, and we were excited as well that uh, we want to. Composed another hit after Mshuzawami. Yes. And it happened with Mama Spong in there, and we were happy. And then there were more and more and, and more, more and more and more. more. Yes. Yes. <laughs> now, you, you talk about the writing of the songs. Who, who, who wrote the songs with the Soul Brothers? You see, um, at the time, we were managed by Mr. Standing Corsi. You know, he's the guy that said, said to us, 
guys, you know, other band other bands they 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 are pro- progressing and after a while they are disbanding because of you know it it will happen that I'll compose the song and David will compose that other songs other song it happened that my song will be will be popular all right yes. and he's uh not popular yes so that's what uh Stanley taught us that we must compose all the songs together yes you know? there must be not a song that is written by Moses Ngonya by David Masonda alone because I'm playing keyboard he's singing he can't play keyboard yes you know and I can't sing you yes. know so we, we we made it a point that all the songs we compose them together and everyone will put the effort yes effort in 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 all the songs because uh, it's our songs yes you know? it's literally soul brothers soul songs brothers songs that's yes. right yeah so yes. we we've changed that um that individual composing now you know we've changed that and it helped us a lot in yeah. fact that it was that chemistry that yeah. made the soul brothers definitely what what they yeah. they are today yeah yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but I was also, as I was saying, I was listening to his voice, and as I was listening to his voice on that song, and knowing quite a lot of the Soul Brothers' repertoire, um, as much as it's fitted into the Soul Brothers' sound as a whole, the Soul Brothers has also explored different elements. You've sometimes done more gospel tracks, yes. you've some, but still yes. within this Imbatanga feel, That's you know. Yes, uh, yes sometimes yes. more ballads. Yes, in the ballads, yes. we, we, we used to do like one ballad per album. Yes, you know, uh, a, a sorrow, um, uh, sorrow like lyrics. You know, like if someone has passed away yes. or someone something bad has happened to him, then we'll do a slow track and put those lyrics there and people loved it and where do you think the inspiration came for the stories for the lyrics of the songs i think because david was a was a, <laughs> was a guy who like um who like you know he like fun Yes. He will go to the shippings and, and he was mix, out on the streets. Yeah, yeah, mix with people and get ideas. Whatever happened there, he will write it down. When time comes that we 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 must record a new album, he, he will bring those lyrics. You know. So it really was a reflection of the of, community, of the environment, definitely. of the the city or the country or or what was going definitely, on. Definitely, definitely. Yes. He, he write about. He wrote about everything. Yes. But what was happening around him, around him and around us as the band as well. Which I think also helped connect you to your audience. Yeah. And even to mm. this day, your audience is, they are religious followers. Definitely. You know, I see it on, on you know, online. Yeah. Where you see it in, your, in, in the, the way people respond to the albums. Yes, definitely. Online. Definitely. You know? Some yes. will tell you that hey, this song has helped me because um, I had a problem with my wife. Oh, I had a problem with my uh, husband. Yes. This song helped me a lot. It healed me. You yes. know, it, I've changed my mind. I've changed what I was thinking of doing, you know, because of the Soul Brothers songs. Yes. Yeah. But now, Moses, along the way, you definitely had tragedies with the Soul Brothers. You lost so many of the original members yeah. one by one. Yes. And tragically. 
Yes. You know? Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. So what, what kept you going? What kept you going saying, this? we've got to continue the spirit yeah. of the Soul Brothers? Yeah, Nikki, you know, it was very difficult for us at the time, especially when Tuzam Teta passed away. It was 1979, right? Yeah, he was, he was our first member to pass away with a car accident, you know. It was very bad. It was bad. We, 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 you know, at, at his funeral, we couldn't even... Go, uh, they didn't allow us to go in and, and see him, you know, because he was badly injured. Yes. Yeah, and bent. You know? Yes. And um, at that time, we're three of us, Zenzele and me and American Soul and David, who were so uh, scared, you know. And our families would tell us, so, Bafana, please just leave this band because what happened to Tuza might happen to one of you guys, you know. But the fans are those are the are the ones that were telling us, please, Bafana, don't leave the band because you are you are the only one created this this trend of music. So if you're scared if uh, that you're going to die, please don't even think about that because we love you, the Soul Brothers, as you are. And we yeah. want that Soul Brothers song. Definitely, yes. We carried on in 1985, 84. Zenzel Mkono, again, same problem. He died. Um, he died badly, you know. Again, there was those family members saying the same thing, but the fans will come above, you know. Yes. Telling us that, please, Bafana, don't leave this type of music. You know, and... At that time as well, our album were like growing. Yes. Growing each yes. year, you know? Yes. Growing, we have much, too many sales. And awards. And yeah, yeah, yeah. How, yeah. Many, how many awards did you win at Sama? I, I think we got 16 or so. Yeah. Yeah, we were winning year every after year. Year after year. Yeah, after year. Year after year. Yeah. Yeah. Year after year. Yes. Yes. You know, so, um, so even now, when David passed away seven years ago, that spirit that we must carry on because this is a big brand, you know. We've lost other uh, uh, members before and and I, I told myself that I want rest now. I must work harder than before. Yes. You know, we did some shows after David's funeral. It was in July, in August, uh, some shows as well in Pumalang and KZN to show the people that Soul Brothers still going strong, you know. And even with such a distinct voice as David's, you managed to find somebody else who has different but yeah. equally distinct. Definitely. Yes. yes. I, I took some some guys that we were using as backing voice, backing vocals for, were backing David, you know. Yes. I didn't look for other, uh, other new uh, vocalist now. Yes. I took the same guys that they were picking Masondo. They knew the they, songs, they knew they the knew feel. The, they knew the choreography, yes. they knew everything. You know? yes. It went well because it just fitted. You know? People who, people who came to the funeral, some they were saying they came to the funeral, um, they were worried. You know? After we performed at the funeral, some people were happy. That's when they, they saw that, no, this band can carry on yes. without David. Yes. You know? 
that's what happened, you know. We're still doing live shows even now, you know. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Absolutely <laughs> amazing. Let's fast forward to 2002, I think it was, but I stand to be corrected. And this track was a special request by one of the World Show family. Uh, Ricardo mm-hmm. said, please play Isi Totobala. Okay. Was it 2002, Moses? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was, Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> and then when we come back, I want to hear more about uh, this book that has been okay. written on uh, the Soul Brothers' the Soul journey, Brothers. I suppose, is the Definitely, best way yes. I would say it. It is, mm. of course, The World Show. You're with me, Nikki B. And uh, I am joined here by the very esteemed musician, mm. producer, and so much more, Moses and Gwenya, or Black Moses, as uh, we affectionately call him, as well as the author of the book, Sidney Maloleke, who will be chatting to more right after this. The best in African music, African music. on The World Show with Nikki B. Kaya 959. I mean, that is a Joburg song, if ever I've heard one. Absolutely irresistible. Yes. <laughs> Isi Totobala, the Soul Brothers, and of course, uh, Moses and Gwenya is in studio with us right now. And uh, we're also with Sydney Maluleke. Now, mm-hmm. what I wanted to know is, Sydney, you've just, uh, the book's just been published recently. Yeah. Yes. How did this book come about? From your words, maybe Moses has got a different story. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it came about. Uh, the objective, let me put it like that, yes. was to make sure that the Soul Brothers preserve their legacy before Moses, being the sole surviving member of the band, mm-hmm. passes on. I put it clearly like that. Because now, 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 sorry for interrupting, but did this come because you were a fan? I grew up in a family where the Soul Brothers music was being played. Like when you were playing Shazawam here. Yes. You were taking me back to my childhood because my father mm-hmm. used to play them a lot. Yes. So in the background, they were played in the afternoons, in the morning, we were watching videos. So I grew up surrounded by the music of the Soul Brothers. So I happened to know Obam Gwenya, Black Moses, and he used to come and fetch me when I was still at Vance University. Mm-hmm. would come and fetch me and say, let's go and attend the shows wherever they were performing. So I'd be... F- with him, driving around with him all over the country. So as I was doing that, I was observing everything that was happening around the Soul Brothers up to a point where when David passed on, I approached him that and said, you know what, you're the only one who's sur- surviving at the moment. Of the originals, yes. Of all of the five originals. Yes. So I want us to use this moment that we still have with you being alive to write a book about the Soul Brothers because we missed the chance of writing it while David was still alive. Yes. We don't want to lose it again. Yes. Let's make sure that because you're still alive, let the book be written so that you're there to tell the story yourself and say, this is who you are and this is who the Soul Brothers have been over the years. And when you're no longer, you're no, when you're no longer in, in this world, you would have left your voice about yes. the Soul Brothers. And is that how you approached the book? You, you made it, you wrote it, mm. but you wrote it from the perspective of Moses. Yes, as it's also called, Soul Brothers, The Life and Times, Through the Eyes of Black Moses Nguenya. Yes. 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 Amazing. And the book is out, it's available, and people must get it. Yes, definitely. What did you find, what, what does it mean for you 
to have been part of this, to have been a key part of uh, archiving the story? That's a tough question. <laughs> On its own. Um, I think it's something special, you know. Growing up, idealizing these people, you're watching them on TV, you're hearing them on radio, you're reading about them on newspapers and magazines. But at the end, you're the one who archives everything, all those things that you grew up uh, following about them. You put everything in a book and you happen to be the only person who has done that. Yes. And you grew up in the Bund, in the village down there at Kiani. They are here in the city. You know, I used to, like when I was watching their videos, I would be amazed. This is how life is in the city and I'm there, I'm there at, the, at the village. But at the end, I happened to be the one who was chosen. I don't know who chose me, maybe God, yes. to write a book about them. Yes. Yeah. So on its own, it also talks to my journey and uh, my life growing up. It speaks a lot about even my life because this is the music that brought me up, you know. Well, you know, I always found it so interesting because I often say, if you take the life of one significant artist, mm. um, it's actually a history lesson in, in, of the whole region. Yeah. You know, if, if, yeah. if I look at Moses and Gwenya's mm. life and his contribution as an artist, mm. and just to look at his life will tell me what happened in South Africa, in Southern Africa, in Africa. What was going on in th those times, mm. uh, socially, mm. politically, economically, um, economically mm. it's mm. reflected. Exactly. And that's, did you find that in that book? Definitely, because mm. um, the book takes you through a journey of the, tra the trajectory of South African music from way back in the late 60s to the early 70s when Mbakanga music was dominating and how that has evolved uh, through the contribution of the Soul Brothers and their emergence. So it tells you of the journey itself of how South Africa evolved musically, but we cannot divorce music from politics. Yes. We cannot divorce music from the economy of the country. Yes. Because all those things are embedded even in their lyrics. Absolutely. You understand? Mm. Absolutely. So like... When you read the book of the Soul Brothers, you understand how South Africans and the country itself has walked a path from the 70s to where we are now. Yes. Yes. Amazing. And Moses, how do you feel now knowing that there is a book of your story um, out there? I'm very happy. You know, I'm very excited as well because, you know, we are growing. We are old now. Um, whatever will happen to me, you know, the, the, the history of the Socrates will be there for the young ones and young musicians as well to learn um to know again how 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 we, how, how did the Soul Brothers meet and how did they carry themselves all these years, you know. And what it meant to be a musician. That's right, yeah. It's very different yeah. nowadays. Yeah, it's very, very different. Very, different yeah, nowadays. very different nowadays. I mean, you yourself must have seen so many changes <laughs> over the decades. Definitely. You know, we spoke about those first two songs on a vinyl mm -hmm. and now... You can release a double album digitally. Yeah, you can send yeah. it to me online. I don't yeah. even have to have a copy. Definitely. <laughs> yes, definitely. It's very nice now, you know. Yes. Everything is, 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 very, is improved and, you know, technology is, is, is good. 
Yes. For us musicians as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, as Soul Brothers, you were one of South Africa's musical exports, if I put it that way. Right. You, uh, you made waves internationally. Um, tell me about that experience. And did at those in, in those times there was also, and I think you crossed over in that time mm-hmm. uh, when there was also a cultural boycott. How did you manage things like that? You know, we. We we couldn't believe that Soul Brothers will go overseas and play, you know. It happened, it happened, I think it happened around 1990, 1991, 1992, which um, we were booked in France. You know, we went to France to their festivals there, and yes. Germany as well, and Australia, you know. At first we couldn't believe that we'll go there, but when we went there we were like surprised how people react to our music. You know, and to to the dancing which David and the guys were doing. Yes. You know, it was very. Um, you know, we couldn't believe it before, but when it happened, we were very much happy as that. Yes. Yeah. And did you find that you were impacted on when the cultural boy boycott came out in the eighties? Uh, you know, the the cultural boycott. I think we we didn't go overseas at the time. We only went there to. To, to record or mix yes. it, our album, which was in 1995, Isis Tembiso. Yes. 84, eh? 84, yeah. Yeah. We went there to mix, not to perform. Yes. You know? Then around 90, that's when um, our manager at that time was Kit Lister, did some shows for us overseas. Yes. Yeah. And what of your performances, what of the Soul Brothers? do you find to be some of the most memorable moments? Uh, that was touring Germany, you know. There was a festival where we, were, we played like Mamas Bongile, Bazubuya, and some of our hits. People were very much excited yes. there. The Germans were very much excited, you know. And we were happy as well, you know, as a band, the Soul Brothers. Yes. You know, because before we knew that uh, Black Mambazo is, is popular overseas, you know. And when we went there, we, you know, we sold so many records. Yes. It is there, you know. Yes. You know, we we're very much happy. But it is timeless grooves. These are, it's infectious music. You can't help. Sydney was laughing because I was dancing while the last song was. <laughs> you know, this this new generation, they don't understand. I have to dance to Soul Brothers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. We are going to run out of time and we've got to end this feature with one of the tracks, the forthcoming tracks of your album. Okay. Um, but I can't let you go without speaking about Black Moses. Yes, everybody's gathered now. It's your nickname, so, so on, so forth. How did you get the name Black Moses? <laughs> and what was the music of Black Moses about? Okay. Black Moses was playing soul music. That was, that was before we met with Zenzelde and David. You know, I was playing like instrumentals. I recorded one of my album at Gallo with the producer Hamilton Zimande. Um, so after Soul Brothers were, were, were formed, right, I thought, I think it was around 80, 86, 87, I thought, no, man, let me play the record, compose my instrumental songs because people liked it, you know. 
and it started like that. Uh, I recorded M1 yes. and the Black Moses, and people loved it. I did M2, M3, and M4 up, up, up until M11, which I did it like four years ago. Yes, amazing. Yeah. And the first, I think the first five or six were only available on cassette. Yeah. Yes. yes, yes. That and, was before. And, and vinyl. Yes, yeah. and vinyl. That was before right. CDs came out. Before CDs came out. And yeah. I'm lucky I've got a few of the CDs of the later ones. Okay. But I'm okay. going to urge you, Black Moses, we've got to get all the Black Moses music digitized. It's so funky. Yeah. It's so yeah. hip. Yeah. That uh, I think it's time now. Now that you've got all the Soul Brothers sorted with a book and all the all the music digitized, yeah. I think it's time to maybe do uh, M. What will it be? M. M. Twelve. Will it be M. Twelve? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely M12. time for M. Twelve. No, I'll definitely do it next year. Yes, yes. Definitely I will do it next year. Yes, amazing, <laughs> amazing. So. Unfortunately, we're going to run out of time. I could have spent another hour with both of you at least. But this mm. next track is the title track of the forthcoming album. Yeah, it's a new album which we, we were busy re recording it from last year. It's going to be out at the end of this month. The title is um, Hamba Naye. It's, it's, it's a third album which we recorded after David Masondo passed away. And I'm using the different singers, lead singers, you know, and it's nice. Yes. And I, I hope people will love it. I'm love sure it, yeah. we're going to love it. And let me tell you something. It's also my first time listening to uh, this song. So thank you for bringing it and sharing it with us on the World Show. Thanks, Nikki. And I know you brought more songs, but those I'm just going to have to play when the album's released yeah. because we've run yeah. out of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. It's been so special having both of you here. Thank you, Moses, for the work you've done for music, for South African music, mm -hmm. for the African continent, yeah. and the way that your sound has resonated in all of our hearts, yeah. and even beyond the continent's borders, it's reached right across the world, and it continues to bring us joy. Yeah. You agree, David? Mm. You look. No. I mean, uh, no, Sydney. Sydney, you're looking at me. Sydney, you're looking at me with, with. Uh, <laughs> really, no, you I truly are too. an yeah. icon. Yeah, thank you very much, Nikki. I think you put it correctly. You know, Soul Plus music is loved even outside uh, the borders, Namibia, Zimbabwe, Swaziland, and everywhere. You know. Thank you, Moses. Thanks, Nikki. Um, please make it number fifty-five, number sixty-five, number seventy-five. Okay. Soul Brothers <laughs> albums. I'm going to end this feature with uh, a first heard on the World Show track, Hambanaya from the Soul Brothers. A brand new release. It's going to be officially out um, at the end, end of, this month. of this month. And of course, don't go anywhere. George Maniosi is coming up next. He's going to be jazzing it up with you until the midnight hour and he's going to make sure that you start your week perfectly what a beautiful selection he always plays on a sunday yes from me to you whatever else you do this week make sure you keep shining keep it kaya and right after this hambanaya kaya 959 brand new, brand new sound. sound first heard on the world show with nikki b